The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, is brought to you by, well, of course, you. If you want to learn more about how you can support the show, go to patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Hey everyone, welcome into the arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. This is episode 114. I'm your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burley Men Gaming and Turnbase Carl. How you guys doing, man? Uh, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. The the weather's starting to get colder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for Carl, I mean, yeah, probably even more snowed in. Who knows? But uh, how you doing, Carl? Yeah, we had a little bit of snow the other day, but uh, mm-hmm. wasn't much. It was like... like an inch or less okay so it's yeah. gone already you know okay yeah and burley how yeah. about you you getting the snow there up in uh, canada uh we don't have any as of right now because it mm-hmm. comes and goes mm-hmm. but how, how's the wildling situation over there carl since you're on the other side of the wall <laughs> yeah i mean you know we're still we still have walls around they're, they're getting very small and, and looking very dirty but they're there <laughs> Yeah, out here in Japan, we still haven't gotten like close to Tokyo. No snow yet. We usually don't get snow until around February. But uh, yeah, I mean, the mornings have been just really foggy. It's really weird. It's really foggy and then it's a little humid. Uh, we did have some rain last week, so it was really wet. You know, so the temperature was like close to 20 degrees, you know, and then just all of a sudden from the day before yesterday, poof, you know, back down to like, you know, like uh, regular early December temperatures. So, you know, uh, cool and dry, you know, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Burley's got some things to talk about with that. Uh, We're going to be doing some discussion uh, about, uh, you know, narratives and games, as well as uh, now the PlayStation is, uh, PlayStation 5 is two years old. So is it worth the price? Is it worth getting even after two years? And we'll throw in Xbox in it as well to that conversation, as well as our picks of the week for December 5th through the 11th. And then the PlayStation Plus games for December, as well as Game Pass games coming uh, this month as well. But before we get into the games that we've been playing this past week, here's a brief word about where you can find the podcast. Before the crew discuss what they have been playing, this episode of The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, in audio and video formats, will be going to Patreon in early access for one day after being recorded. So if you would like to support the show and become a patron at the entry tier 1 level at $1 per month and get early access to every episode in audio and video formats, exclusive post-show content in video format when recorded, as well as watch or listen ad-free, please visit patreon.com slash the arena underscore podcast for further details. Weekly on Sundays, the podcast will be uploaded to all free podcast services, where you can find us on any podcast app for iOS or Android, and in video format on our YouTube channel, The Arena Productions. 
For the audio version, just download your favorite podcast app and search for The Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast. Subscribe, follow us, post a review and leave us questions, comments, and feedback if you like, if that feature is available there, and spread the word about the podcast. We also have a Discord called The Arena Podcast, where you can join and chat with the Arena Podcast community, and the podcast audio website is at thearenapodcast.podbean.com where you can follow us and leave questions and comments as well. For all information regarding the podcast and our entertainment and pop culture related content, along with our blog and forums, visit the official website of The Arena Productions at www.thearenaproductions.com. Finally, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Arena, A-M-P-G-N-P, as well as on Instagram at The Arena underscore podcast. Now, back to the show. Okay, guys, I'll start. I put in two hours of Callisto protocol today. Ooh. It, it, it well, is fun. It. it is. Oh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's great. I love it. Of course it's, it's to me, it's, it's dead space 2.0 and there's a lot of similarities to dead space in this game. Um, the main character's name is Jacob. He is like a cargo pilot. And obviously the, the cargo ship that he's on, you know, it crashes into Callisto and Callisto in this game is like a, a prison colony. Uh, so uh, it's, it's interesting how he ends up at this prison. Of course, I'm not going to spoil any of the, of the game for anybody, but uh, the gameplay it's, it's really similar to dead space. For example, you're walking down corridors and then you come up to like a wall panel and then you can get like a uh, like a health kit. Uh, for example, you stomp on enemies, and then after you stomp on the enemies, you know uh, you can get credits. So just like in Dead Space, you know you get the credits. That's so uh, you get credits, and and like I'm going into in the prison colony area, going into these like uh, like uh, cells, and even on the the ship at the very beginning of the game when you're on the cargo ship you go into like the 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 cargo hold or even into the room that you sleep in you have credits like laying on the desk and things like that uh weapons uh you start out with like a big crowbar and so you're just basically you're parrying and then you're like dodging with the the left thumbstick but you can't you can't dodge in the same direction twice. So you have to dodge left. And if you dodge yeah. left again, the enemy's going to hit, get you. It's going to, huh. the, the, the monster is huh. going to hit you. So you have to, you have to, you know, uh, go to the left and then you have to go to the right and you have to go to the left because that's the way the monsters swing at you. They swing left, right, left, right, not left, 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 or anything like that. So you're using the left thumb stick a lot, uh, to, for example, open up doors, you know, the triangle button, of course, uh, and then the X button to, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, for example, to start lifts, things like that. So there's lifts in this game like there was in Dead Space a lot. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, the the crowbar, I mean, just smashing the, the monsters, you know, <laughs> it's fun. And then, of course, uh, kicking them and, you know, uh, stomping them to get... Uh, some credits. Uh, and then of course I gotten to the point where you get that kind of the, that stun blade. That's, uh, you know, kind of in the, the end of the first chapter where you can get that. 
So uh, I'm starting to use that. But yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. It, it's uh, it runs really well. It's very pretty. Um, from the first part of the game where you're on the cargo ship to now where you're in the prison colony, it's it's really fun. Uh, so I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. So, you, are you playing in? You're on a PS5, right? Yeah, I'm playing it on PS5. Bur- I told Burley I was going to get it on Series X, but I was it's the say, same price. You told me <laughs> it's the same yeah. price, though, Burley. It's seventy dollars even on Series X. Yeah. So well, you made the right choice because from what yeah. people are saying with the versions, like Digital Foundry specifically, video mm-hmm. is pretty illuminating. Uh, do you play quality or performance mode? I'm playing on uh, performance mode. Okay. So, yeah. Because this game, if you look at, if you watch the video, it's pretty cool. Cool because the game is it is beautiful, yeah. and it on quality mode has yeah. really good ray trace like shadows yeah. and reflections. Yeah. yeah. But on the Series X version, there's no ray trace reflections. Uh, there's ray trace shadows, but not reflections. Yeah. And the assumption is that like they just didn't have time to finish it, so they didn't. Uh, put it in that version because the Xbox series X version apparently has more uh, frame rate issues specifically on like quality mode. I think performance yeah. mode is pretty yeah. close on both of those. Right. But quality mode, yeah. which yeah. doesn't even have the, the ray trace reflections and somehow does more, yeah. does more poorly. And they said, even after a patch that was given, it still has problems. So like, uh, and then the PC version apparently is the worst of all. Because it has some That's sort weird. of, yeah. yeah, it has some like Unreal Engine four like known concern that like this this shader compilation stutter they call it, mm. and they said like, yeah. and I saw the video, I'm like, it is painful because anytime anything new they said is introduced into the scene, yeah, that I guess uses new shaders, it causes yeah. a significant stutter. It's like yeah, the game there was any any major moment you're getting stutter. Yeah, there there was a patch uh, uh, that uh, came out. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, just the similarities, I just want to get back to that a little bit to Dead Space. I mean, like in Dead Space, you have the female protagonist that's, you know, on the comms, you know, talking right. to Isaac. Well, in this game, you have uh, from the prison colony, you have a, a, a male protagonist. He has like an Australian mm-hmm. accent and he's been in that prison for several years. And so he can guide you to certain areas of the prison. But be, there's no maps yet. No maps. I mean, so you basically you're you're walking blind, you know, going through these corridors mm-hmm. and stuff, having to find out where to go. Uh, maybe there's a map system later on that uh, you'll get to. But right now there's no map at all. Uh, another thing, obviously, uh, in Dead Space with Isaac's suit, of course, the back spine was where you see like, you know, the health bars on the spine. Whereas in this game, Jacob has an implant on his neck, which all the prisoners have, and those light up. So those are the the health bars. And so when you inject yourself with a health kit, then those bars go back up on the neck. Okay, so they kept... So they kept that from Dead Space, that idea. I like like that idea. That was nice, because especially for me as a streamer, because usually the health is in the bottom left-hand corner where my camera is so it's like it's always hard to tell my health so it's nice yeah to keep that and so far not too many jump scares or anything uh there was one when i like opened one of the doors and then a you know a monster jumped at me but other than that there hasn't been too many jump scares yet 
but I'm sure, yeah, it's, I, I just started like the second chapter. So yeah, there's going to be a ton more jump scares later on, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So that's what I've been playing. So uh, Burley, what have you been playing? Uh, well, three different games I've got on the go. Uh, mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 on my personal time. I'm getting close to the end. I'm on that final chapter. I've been mm-hmm. uh, grinding up some levels because I've been told, hey, you really need to jump a bunch of levels to stand a chance against the final bosses. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing that. Uh been playing more Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I'm close to the end. Nice. Uh, I've just got a few things to finish up. I've got the Elite Four to finish. The uh, true boss of the star bases and the and explore uh, area zero, and then God of War Ragnarok. I've been continuing, continuing that. Really enjoying that. I'm glad. I'm glad I finally get to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the combat in this is way harder compared to the first game. This one is a way more of a you need you really need to get the blocks down, or you ain't gonna survive. Uh, I see. Cool. Carl, how about you? What have you been playing, man? Still Persona? Yeah. Yeah, just Persona <laughs> right now. Yeah. I don't think it's such anything else. Um, yeah. 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 So I mean, it's not really much new to say. It's still, it's still great. I still love it. You know, cool. got some awesome. new characters uh-huh. that, that have joined me, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I always appreciate nice. that. As I nice. said, like once before, one of my favorite, what I love about in in RPGs is like. You still getting new characters like well into the game. Like, I, I uh-huh. hate when like, everybody is introduced to you very quickly. Yeah. Um, obviously, at a certain point, you should have the entire party, and then there should be like a conclusion. But so they can, you know, because the the you like there's games where you get a character late, and you feel like oh, mm. like I don't have enough time with that character. I don't know that character well enough. Mm. You know. I see. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen with this game. Yeah. It'll be a nice chunk at the end, or I'll be I'll be okay. Cool. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you, expat, um, can you tell me why they go to school on Saturday? Well, the school system in Japan, uh, it's not it, about 20 years ago, they used to go to school six days a week. That was the, just the general curriculum. But wow. a lot of parents, wow. a lot of parents started uh, protesting, uh, getting angry at that. And so now only once or twice a year they have a Saturday schedule. So, but uh, when my wife was in high school uh, back in those days, yeah, it was six days a week. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I can't tell you exactly six days a week. I, I can't tell you the exact reasoning for it. Uh, I think one of one reason might be because of the club system they have in Japanese schools, uh, for example, basketball club, soccer club, uh, you know, even, even uh, today, in Japanese schools at the junior high school level, uh, students still go to school on Saturdays if they're in a club uh, to play basketball, to play soccer, to play, or, or if they're in judo or in kendo or something okay, like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, so they still have club activities on Saturdays, but uh, no classes. But, you know, when, you know, 20 years ago and before that, you know, they, they had six days a week uh, school curriculum. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Are I, there schools that still do that? Like private no. schools or something? No, no, no. it doesn't. No, but just, but it's... like I said, like once or twice a year, they still do have a Saturday schedule, and usually it's for like uh, it's called, in Japanese. It's called Jugyo Sankong, which is uh, when the parents come to visit the school and watch the mm-hmm. lessons. 
So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because I'm like, wait, at a certain point, I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to I'm school on Saturday. It's like Sunday is the only day in the game that you have like off. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, yeah. You don't go to school, which doesn't even give you more time, which is weird because you still have like a, a an afternoon activity and an evening activity. There's no like extra activity on the Sunday. Really, but, oh. Yeah. 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 I might be wrong, though. Don't I mean, in in the prefecture I live in here, which is close to Tokyo, they they only do maybe twice a year for Saturday schedule. But in Tokyo and maybe some of the other prefectures, there might be some schools that have a six day. But I I think it's national that it's the same uh, when yeah. it comes to, you know, uh, Saturday is just for clubs. And then maybe twice a year they'll do like a full curriculum day. But usually on the Saturday schedule that they have classes, it's only until noon and then kids go home. So, yeah, yeah. it is funny. Like this game, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'm learning something about Japanese culture because like, there's yeah. something yeah. in it that I'm like, what is this? I got to look it up, you know? <laughs> Don't uh, look the it up. Just call me or send me a message well, on sure. Discord. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Do you want to ask you what what is this maid service thing a real thing? Yeah. <laughs> Can you call yeah, like it a is. girl come in like a, a maid outfit and clean your house or does yeah. do, well, do, do potentially naughty things happen? Is that is that actually the implication in this game is like that's something that might be a case, but I don't there know. There are like maid cafes and things like that. And there are maid services, but they don't dress up as maids and come to your house and clean. But they, they do have oh. maid services, you know, where people will come and clean your apartment or clean your house. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we so, have that in America. Like you could, yeah. There are maids. But they do have maid cafes, though, and they do dress up like maids in the okay. cafe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, especially in Akiba, you know, in Akihabara, they have lots of maid cafes. So, yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and jump in. We only have one one story we're going to talk about for the weekly news beat this week. So of course, uh, Burley's got some things to say about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So supposedly this patch arrives as Nintendo promises to take tech problems seriously. And the link to the article is from IGN is below here for your video viewers here on the Arena Productions. So, Burley, take it away. So what's going on with uh, this so, yeah. uh, Nintendo uh, apology? Yes. Well, I think Nintendo has finally realized with all the negative backlash... Like, it, though the game has sold over 10 million copies quite quick, they're realizing on Twitter and all the social media, everyone posting and just laughing of how the game runs, they, mm-hmm. they, they're they realizing, oh, crap, oh, crap. This is hurting sales, too. We need, we need to come out and be like, we don't stand for this because people, there are people that don't realize Nintendo doesn't fully own Pokemon mm-hmm. and think this is all just Nintendo's fault. Yeah. And they're like, oh, is this the quality of Nintendo games coming? So Nintendo's trying to cut it off as fast as they can on that. Okay. The patch, I have downloaded the patch for Violet. It helps a little, but I haven't noticed that much of an improvement. Well, it says here in the in the IGN article, the 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 notes released on Nintendo's website is version 1.1.0 of Pokemon Scarlet yeah. and Violet say that the broken music during the Elite Four and Top Champion battles has now been fixed alongside a vague confirmation that, quote, other select bug fixes have been made, end quote. The patch available now also kicks off uh, season one of ranked battles. So, yeah. yeah. And that's stuff I haven't gotten into. I haven't gotten into the ranked battles. 
nor have I got to the elite floor. Well, I am at the elite four. I haven't battled them yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they really, this was an interesting one of like that, that I am still shocked that they released this game mm-hmm. and released it in this state. Yeah. Like when we, when we do the extra take on this, this is such a weird extra take for me because it's a game I really like, but I really am going to be really critical on the problems that this game has. Cause it's launched in a, in a really not a great state mm-hmm. because like, any other game company that would have came out with the frame rate so bad like this and skipping frames and stuff like that, I think we would be all killing them like when Cyberpunk came out. Yeah. Let me just read uh, what Nintendo did say about this. Uh, Quote, we are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance, end quote. Quote, our goal is... You're going to encounter the problem. Sorry, Nintendo. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Quote, our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games, end quote. So that's their stock, you know, just uh, response to that. So, Carl, do you have uh, anything you want to say about that? Yeah. Or this uh, situation with Nintendo? It's It's good to hear that Nintendo is, you know publicly addressing it mm-hmm. i don't know they have done this before but then i don't know that they've really had to you know they, they generally their their games have good uh performance and mm-hmm. don't have a lot of issues yeah 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 we'll, we'll see we'll see how seriously they take it i mean that first patch note you read it's like oh we fixed the music thing like I, no one was caring about that i'm sure there's <laughs> a couple people are like oh yeah there's no music here but there's a lot yeah, well, more pressing well, I, issues i, I would yeah, like I, I care about that, but like that's the middle to bottom end of the stuff I care. I want the performance, not the chug. Yeah, did you know? I, I do you notice it? I, I saw the, the Digital Foundry video. There's um, they pointed out how there are things animating in the background sometimes, like a windmill or something, or and even other characters, like like non focused mm-hmm. main characters that are mm-hmm. animating at lower frame rates intentionally. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. pretty obvious at times, like you, like the fan is moving at like you know fifteen frames per second or something, or a character <laughs> like is moving at fifteen frames per second of animation versus the foreground yeah. main character. Oh yeah, I've noticed that. Like you'll be like I could just slowly be walking to a town, but it'd be a little bit of a distance away, mm-hmm. and you'll see people walking, and they're like. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, it, no, it, it, and it's yeah, like, it's not, it's oh my god! Good. Like, yeah, yeah they it, said it, that's it, that's an intentional choice because I guess it's to help performance. But like, man, is it that is that bad that you have to do that? Well, the yeah. the, the engine they're using is horrible. They need it. They need to use a new engine. There, there is no if ands or buts on this. Like, yeah. the engine that they're using has not been well, and I I'm tired of hearing. It's the Switch's fault. It's because it's on the Switch. It's like, no, there are other Switch games that run well. Right. Yeah. They're just they're, yeah. so like Xenoblade runs well. Whole bunch of looks much whole bunch of other. I mean, it's visually way more attractive game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They pointed that out like, in, in the Digital Founder video, and even specifically Arceus, and how like it's a similar mm-hmm. game, and it yeah. looks much better. Yeah. And runs well. Better. Yeah. And it's probably because they took the proper amount of time to develop the game and make it make it run well. Whereas this game, they obviously pushed it 
to get it out. Like Burley was saying to get it out during the Christmas season, you know? Yeah. That, 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 see, that's what bugs me is they forced out two games this year. And it's like, why? RCS should have just been the November game. If you needed to get like Scarlet and Violet, you could have, it seems to me like they just wanted to get, they have the game for the holiday and get one more for this switch. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. Take, you this series has made enough money it could take two to three years off with no mainline entries and you know the side studios make your pokemon puzzle league game or whatever whatever side game you want to make or just make dlc content for arceus and and scarlet and violet for the next year or two you know (laughs) until the next mainline game is ready which they'll probably do anyway right because they did that for sword and shield they made dlc while while still making arceus you know yeah (laughs) yeah sword and sword and shields uh dlc went over well i know the first i I can't remember how much they sold but the second part the second one uh crown tundra that that went over well with the audience because you had New, new content with like new legendaries that people really liked and then you had the the multiplayer raid dungeon system which is something i was hoping they would bring back for this because that dlc i spent i probably spent about 20 hours on that dlc alone just doing the raid dungeons and doing it with uh people in my community and streaming it because it was just such a fun thing because you could grab you and three of your friends and you each start with, like, they give you a list of random four Pokemon. You each pick one. And as you're going, you'll encounter new Pokemon. You grab, And then you can each choose, oh, I'll take that. Or no, I will. Or no, we won't take that one. And we can choose our paths. And you get benefits of which path you go. And then it le- leads you to a legendary at the end. And if you guys beat that legendary with the team that you assemble through this raid dungeon, you instantly can catch that legendary. It was just a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, okay. Question: Do you, do either of you, think that maybe it's time to stop doing two versions of Pokemon? Yes. Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah. Just, just have one version. Yeah. They're they're never yeah. gonna not do it though because they they love having I mean, they that with uh, whole trade you know, exclusivity and all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it just feels like, you know, maybe you're spending extra dev time doing that, right? Not a lot, but, you know, it's a, it's, it's a little bit. Yeah, well, that... And then, that... yeah, like, the trading aspect. Like, the point of that was, like, to encourage physical trade, right? You have to interact with someone else who had that copy of it. Yeah. Right? But now that it's all online, it's just like, yeah, I'm just, like, trading with some rando, uh, you know, that I don't even know, just to, just to fill, fill out my Pokedex. Like, it's not not really forcing you to interact with other people you're just doing what you have to do now yeah and now now you don't even have to trade if i wanted the uh the version exclusives with scarlet i can have like i'll I'll use z for example my moderator uh he has scarlet i can join in to his game and i go into the scarlet world and i can just go run around and catch the scarlet exclusives oh well (laughs) there you go (laughs) They, they added that, but like I, I agree, the two versions, because the problem is, as they've gone on, they've tried to make stuff for each version to make it a little more exclusive. Like in uh, Black and White, uh, one of them had the forest that you could catch exclusive Pokemon and extra little dungeon, whereas the one had the one trainer town where you got extra exclusive trainer battles 
Um, and I think there was like a couple exclusive TMs in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here's here's the plan. Easy easy way to make up some of that money you might lose because I'm sure your percentage of the people who actually buy two is not high. It's a good amount. I know some people. I haven't like, bought two versions in forever. Yeah, but there's some people. Yeah. So here you go. You drop the other version. You make a special edition version that comes with like a plushie of the starters. Yeah, one of the starters yeah. or you know and there you go and probably oh. more people will buy that and it will be much cheaper to produce yeah i i agree i want yeah. more plushies of these yeah <laughs> all right okay let's get to one of our gaming discussions for this episode uh, and this was a, a story from the guardian I, I i ran across this last week and uh thought you guys would uh, want to talk about it a little bit so um uh, obviously, with Elden Ring, of course, Elden Ring is most likely going to win Game of the Year next week. We shall see. But uh, there were recently some members of the video game community that were, you know, upset that, of course, uh, from software's oblique open world adventure, Elden Ring is, you know, it's, you know, was nominated in the narr- best narrative category as well. Uh, so, I mean, I want to talk about this article from, uh, the, the guardian and I'm going to throw the link up here in a second, but you know, is, is the player having to do most of the work in assembling a cogent narrative, the future of gaming? So I'll go ahead and throw the link up here for you from the guardian. And, uh, yeah, this, this article, I mean, the, the writer of this article is talking, he's talking about Elden Ring and and the fact that he played a lot of the game and. You know, he was able to, you know, enjoy the game over 200 hours of it. For example, he had his own plot, like wandering the dangerous lands, you know, and uh, and being able to pick up things, trinkets here and there and be able to make his own kind of narrative out of the game. And he's also talking about other games kind of like the the multiplayer games like Warzone and, for example, uh uh, like the Call of Duty DMZ, uh, he's also talking about uh, Daisy as well. And uh, I'm going to read one of his quotes here uh, in the article. He says, I've played dozens of matches, and he's talking about these multiplayer games in the sense here, with my friends, my sons, and with complete strangers, and the stories we generate are thrilling, ridiculous, and always different. The tension of waiting for an escape chopper when you're down to your last 10 bullets and have a bag stuffed with loot is unbearable at times. The emotions it creates are much more authentic than many authored narratives in this medium. So he he says, I think this is the future of video games. I know there must always be space for well-structured stories handcrafted by experts who understand concepts such as character arcs, subtext, and catharsis, but they shouldn't hold a dominant position anymore. Video game worlds are no long mission backdrops. They are possibility spaces. They need to offer a coherent setting, the ability to generate plot lines and encounters, and the facilities to let uh, players define their own responses to that world. Because as fun as the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign was, not one single moment competed with that time in DMZ when I escaped a shootout by jumping off a bridge Uh, or on to a speedboat uh, being driven to my French teammates. That's what video games are about now. Transitory moments of emergent pleasure and meaning. The next generation of blockbusters should reflect that. 
let's bust apart the familiar structures, the mandatory narrative uh, thorough lines, the separation of single-player campaign and multiplayer shoot space, the crushing totalitarian force of lore. Making games more like Escape from Tarkov and less like Assassin's Creed doesn't mean we have to completely lose storytelling. So I wanted to get your guys' take on this story. So do you think that's where we're headed in video games now? Uh, Carl, I'll start with you. What do you think? I mean, no, absolutely not. You know, what he, he's talking about a, a specific type of game, right? Or at least emergent story and experiences in video games. Mm-hmm. And that's a type of game. There's both of these type of games exist. There's no reason to say that like one is the new thing that's going to take over and the other shouldn't exist. Like they both exist. They both should exist. They're completely different. And the idea that like this is in response to, you know, Elden Ring being nominated for best narrative. I mean, like you don't have to, you don't have to participate in every category, right? Like why, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Elden Ring's not being nominated for best ongoing game because it's not an ongoing game. Mm-hmm. It's like, Elden Ring doesn't need to be nominated for best narrative, like just to to be game of the year, Mm. right? It doesn't. That's not how Mm. it works. It shouldn't work that way. And look, Overwatch won game of the year at the Game Awards, and I guarantee it wasn't nominated for best narrative. Still won. So (laughs) yeah, and you know, I I, like I I saw. I I want to read like something in here that he said because like I was like, really go for it. Because he said, okay, um, he's talking about like the story. And he says, yeah, the player has to do most of the work in assembling a cogent narrative, which suited me fine because through the 200 hours I spent with the game, I simply do not care about the plot. I have my own. And it's like, all right, look, how can the game be the best narrative if if someone is like, I don't care about the plot. I have my own plot, you know? And he's saying, you know, not bothering to try and make sense of the world, just keen to explore and fight and survive. I like the story better, especially when my son joins me and we take on foes together, reveling mm-hmm. in the story that builds of its own accord as we play. Yeah, and I'm like, that's I'm sure that's a great experience, but that's not best narrative as like designed by the game, the creators of the game. But what he's also that's trying to say, though, to what he's also trying to say, though, to Carl is that he thinks that's the, what should be the future of gaming is to build your own narrative, like within these games. And that's the game you want. But if I, what yeah. if I want a narrative experience? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I should have that. No, you should, like, you should have that. Yeah. You should have that choice. Obviously yeah, people, people want different yeah. things guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah. you, be, <laughs> you know, like, and then he even says like, he even points yeah. to like open world genre, like ushering this in with Grand Theft Auto three. And it's like the Grand Theft Auto three has a, a linear narrative with story missions that if it wasn't in the game, I don't think that game would be considered as great. Yeah. Yeah. Berla, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I got to agree with Carl on this. Like if you want to make your up your own stories for games and your own things, that's fine. Like I get it. There are some games they have no narrative and you're making up your own things, especially playing with your friends and stuff like that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But like, I always love a good narrative in my games, mm-hmm. but it is on your preference and depending on what game you're playing and what style of game, like as much as I would maybe want to make my own story up for ghost of Shishima, mm-hmm. uh, I'd rather 
keep the original narrative because I really like the narrative on that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there will be will be games in the future where you can turn off the narrative and just create your own. Yeah, maybe you can avoid it in some games. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, like sim games have always been like that. Like this, the narrative is whatever you, what happens as you play and you sort of create that in your head. And State of Decay 2 was that game for me where like there's, there's like small narrative things here and there, but like the, you know, like w- my, my community, I feel like I have a personal story as I play it. Right. And I, and that's my experience. Right. And I enjoy that. But like, again, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I just want that and nothing else. Like, no, I absolutely want that narrative experience as well. Yeah. Like Persona 5 Royal I'm playing right now, which is like half the time I'm not even playing like a video game, really. I'm just like reading or watching a story play out and making a few dialogue choices. You know? Yeah. But I enjoy it because I like the characters a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's get to the topic of the show, guys. So PlayStation 5, it's now two years old. Okay, turn two. Xbox is also two now. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, PlayStation here. So is it worth the price of admission? So, of course, it's two years old. But, of course, with inflation, countries other than the, uh, other than the United States, the prices are going up. There are still chip shortages that, uh, you know, they're saying are, you know, hampering, you know, uh, the, the production of PS5s and all. But... Uh, but it's not only just the hardware, it's like the software too. you know, the, the games, you know, uh, are there really truly enough games out there for the PlayStation five to warrant this type of price point to, to, to get a PS five? Uh, yes, of course, God of War Ragnarok is obviously helping with that now. And then of course, earlier this year, you know, uh, horizon forbidden West, it's a beautiful game, you know? And then going into next year, obviously, you're going to have Spider-Man 2. You're going to have the Final Fantasy 16 game coming out. You know, uh, so and then I know, Carl, you want to talk about Xbox, too. Is it worth getting after the first two years as well? But uh, what, what do you guys think? Is is the PS5 worth the price of admission at the two year point? Burley, I'll start with you. What do you think? See, this I've been struggling for my answer on this. Mm-hmm. Because I guess I do have one. I'll be honest, though. And I, as, as with do the I. First year I, I had it. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't a content creator, as a content creator in my streaming, I don't know if I wasn't doing that. If it'd be necessarily worth because the device over here is like seven hundred dollars for the disc yeah. version. So it's like that is. A- a tough pill to swallow and a lot of the big games for the playstation are cross are cross jet yeah on the ps4 and ps5 mm-hmm. um yes the ps5 versions are better but you still get a pretty competent version on the ps4 yeah like see th- this was so hard I- i'm gonna only say yes if if you've got if you've got the the cat the cash to spare obviously and if you're doing other stuff with it if you're doing content creation Mm -hmm. yeah i can definitely recommend it but i don't know for average joe if it's worth it especially now the costs have gone up by i think it was like 20 30 before the tax yeah 
from my perspective, I looked at it as, of course, I have the digital edition. Uh, unlike mm-hmm. you, Burley, you have the, the optical version. I have the digital edition, which is $100 less. And I, 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 of course, I have a PS4 Pro, but I wanted to, to try it. And for me, obviously, when I buy a console, it's 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 a long term investment. So I figure, yeah. you know, I get it. I get it at launch and I know I'm going to have it for like five to six years. Yeah, and there might be a pro model to come out at some point. But, you know, I, I look at it as a long term investment, even though, you know, the price is pretty steep, even, you know, for for the digital edition. I mean, but, uh, you know, and, and the games will come. You know, and that's that's what I was thinking of in the beginning when I did get it. I mean, yeah, you can transfer your PS4 games over to your PS5, but I mean, and there weren't too many big AAA titles at launch, obviously. But I knew oh. down the road they would be coming, like Ratchet and Clank. You know, Rift Apart came. You know, yeah. And then obviously this year, Horizon Forbidden West, and now God of War Ragnarok, which I'm still playing. And then into next year and the year after that, we're going to be getting more. So. I just looked at it as a long-term investment. So Carl, let's switch to you, your thoughts on PlayStation. Then I know you have some things to say about Xbox as well. So go ahead, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really depend on who you are, what kind of gamer you are. <clears throat> Obviously for me specifically, my position, because I, I bought the Xbox series X, mm-hmm. I don't need a PS5. Right. And yes, I'm missing out on a handful of great first party exclusive, but I never, even if I had more time to play video games, I don't, I would, I would never be like in a position where I don't have something to play, Right. you know, and, and, you know, I guess I'll talk about game pass when I I talk about the Xbox, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's still so many games available, even if you're just buying them. Right. Yeah. You're never going to run out. And so like the other type of people out there, I mean, you know, your enthusiast is going to buy it like day one, you know, your early adopters, like, yeah, it's worth it to any early adopter. Right. Cause it's, it's a good console and there's, there's good stuff available on it. Right. Um, but if you're more casual and you already have a PS4, I mean, I don't think it's really worth it because most of the games are cross gen, you know, you're, the pool of games you're missing out on are, is very small now even today, two years later, which is different from most generations that, yeah, like even third party, there's still very few third party games that are only next gen or current Mm -hmm. gen now, let's say, right? Yeah. So there's not a lot you're really missing out. And then of course, if you jumped to mid gen, you probably really don't need it either for the most part. But if you're that person, you probably would be an early adopter Mm -hmm. anyway. So like, again, it's hard to gauge. And then for, for kids, right. If you're a kid looking for a console and you got to ask, you know, you obviously means your parents have to buy it for you. Um, yeah. The PS five is hard to recommend over the series S, you know, because if I was, I mean, I'm a parent now, but like my kid's not old enough. Um, when, you know, when the time comes and if my daughter wants to play video games and this was the today was like, I'm in the situation now, I would be like, look, I, I, if she was like, I need a PS5, like, I, you know, it's a lot of money. Like I'm going to, I would be like, look, here's, I I should, I want to get you this PS, this, sorry, Series S for, you know, $200 less potentially, or I guess a hundred versus the, the, uh, uh, digital or it's on sale for two for 250 so even 150 less right yeah. and get you game pass and that's gonna as a as a parent that's gonna save me a ton of money 
because that's mm-hmm. going to give the kid a ton of games to play. I mean, sort of almost yeah. a never ending supply of entertainment that I don't have to keep investing a lot of money into because yeah. you also have to consider like, if you buy the PS five, you have to pay $70 for all of your games now. I mean, minimum, right? If you're in other countries, it's higher. Yeah. And that's not the case, you know, that if you're still on PS4, some of those games, I don't know if got a word to that still, was that still 60 on PS4? I'm not sure. Uh, yes, that was still uh, 60 on, uh, on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. So like there, there's higher costs in general for everything, right? When you're getting into the PS5 controller is more expensive. The base price of that controller is more expensive. You need a second controller, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, from what you were saying, from what you were saying, Carl, about children, I mean, I, I, I looked at it as it depends on the age of the of the child, too. Yeah. I, I think, you know, a, a particular age of child is going to probably be more into, say, a Nintendo Switch type of game, whereas as they get older and they get into like junior high and high school, that's when they're going to be playing, you know, the games, the intensive like shooter type of games like in PlayStation or on on xbox you know so i i think the age of the child also factors into the purchase of a console as well yeah, yeah. for sure i mean I, I guess i'm really talking about like the the child that is looking to get either xbox or playstation right right right. of course yeah. similar like switch is another yeah. kind of yeah. a different thing but you know yeah it's that's a whole different other conversation about is it really yeah. a console or is it a hybrid you know, because I mean, I honestly, I, I, I think it's a hybrid, you know, it's a, it's it's a console, but it's also a handheld device. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's the one other class of person is the, you know, the PC gamer who's got the high yeah. end PC. Like yeah. you, you don't need a PS5 probably at all because yeah. you have the largest library of video games in existence as it is already. Yeah. And a lot of PS five games are going to start coming to PC. We're starting to see them already. So you can well, just wait if, it out. <laughs> if you, if you were comparing it to the Xbox and I would say that PC gamers wouldn't want an Xbox more than a PS five because no, right. usually yeah. most games uh, that come out on Xbox come out on PC simultaneously. Whereas right. where the PS five exclusive still, you know, it, it takes maybe a year or more for it to, to be released on PC, but. Well, it's it's gonna take yeah. like two to three two to three years. Like, right, right. I don't think we're gonna yeah. see Rag, Ragnarok on PC for at least four years. Like, I can I love my PS5, but unless you're a diehard Sony fan, like I I am a huge Sony guy. I'm not gonna admit, I'm not gonna lie. That that's my only like recommendation. If you've got the capital as well, like as yeah. Carl said, the cost goes up for the games, controller, and yeah. all that. Well, if you're and then another side part of this story, if you're a subscription service type of person, you know, I, I yeah, I don't think it's the, the PlayStation is worth the price of admission at the moment, because as we've talked about several times before, PS Plus, especially like, uh, you know, uh, essential uh, or no extra and premium, I should say, it just have not mm-hmm. lived up to the hype. And, uh, you know, there's they're still like uh, losing maybe I think this year alone, they've lo- lost over two million subscribers. So, yeah. well, uh, ex- yeah. extra to me isn't so bad because you do have a good variety of PS4 and PS3 games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like my problems with the PS3, you, you having to stream it is what whatever on that. But it's just like 
premium because they 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 marketed like we're going to be bringing a lot of PS1, PS2s games back. They brought like 10 back and yeah. We're like, okay, they're going on the I think they looked at the Nintendo model of we can release these every like 4 to 5 months, release yeah. something on there and get away with it. Yeah. 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 So as far as Xbox goes, and you know, it's interesting you mentioned the PC. And if you're on PC, you don't need an Xbox, which is is mostly true, but there is a synergistic relationship where oh, yeah, yeah. if you're interested in like Game Pass, right? And you get Game Pass yeah. Ultimate, which you get PC mm -hmm. Game Pass, yeah, uh, and Xbox Game Pass, you can go between those platforms easily right, right? and you have your right. cross saves on a lot of games and right it's it's cool if you're you know if you're someone who might do that right you can play on your pc but if for some reason you want to play in the living room in another room that has an xbox then you jump in there and you have the same games same saves that is that is cool but yeah you don't need something like that yeah um as far as the two years of xbox goes i mean yeah would i say you absolutely need it i mean it's it's a different situation because i mean it's it's significantly better than the xbox one. Oh yes yes right? <laughs> leaps leaps and bounds better yeah yes <laughs> no no nanny yeah. co state console <laughs> well so like you unless you know, people had the xbox one so uh it's probably easier to recommend in my opinion that xbox where it's a series s or an x to someone than a ps5 um, because I think the PS5 people, like I said, a lot of them already know what they want, already have a PS4 that can do a lot of what they need right now. Mm -hmm. The Series S might be the best entry point for so many people because the price is good. And again, because Game Pass, over the last two years, Game Pass has been incredible. Like I can literally not buy a single video game and just play Game Pass releases and be very happy. Burley included. Series S. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, well the, yeah. The, that's what I. For, for me, like, I didn't want to buy another six hundred dollar box with the X. I didn't want to buy it. I've already got a good PC. I bought the S because it's a nice, sleek, small thing, and it's nice to bring to places if I want to just bring a small console. And then having Game Pass, it's nice. I don't have to buy, uh, oh, the new Halo or new Gears of War or whatever new Forza's out. I'm not spending $90 every game. It's pay the 16 bucks each month. I get game pass and I can now play all this stuff. I love it. It's just, I can then, and it gives me the ability to try more franchises out that I not necessarily in other genres of games that I would never have necessarily tried because it's like, yeah. do I want to spend 10 bucks, even though it's on a flash sale for 10 bucks, do I want to take that hit with game pass? It's, Oh, I can play it. I can stream it. If I don't want to download and commit to the game, I can stream it. And the nice thing is I can stream it to the PC, my my Xbox itself, or even on my Steam Deck. It's nice. Yeah. Like you were mentioning with the ecosystem of the saved. I love yeah, having yeah. that. I've got I got my saves anywhere and I can just yeah. pick up and go. Right. Yeah. There's the cloud aspect as well. Yeah. yeah. And the Series X, I think, is also equally recommendable in that, like, if anybody is someone who likes to have a nice TV, right? Like a high-end TV. Like you're gonna want, if, yeah. you don't want that the stronger console, right? To to play your games at 4K or higher resolutions. Like you're gonna notice those lower resolutions on large TVs, right? For sure. Yeah. So like I would, you know, and and again, the library is equally the same. You know, it's 
and games just run better on the Series X, obviously, versus the S. Um, and Game Pass is like just well, if okay, first party also one thing is like on Xbox is like this year, obviously very weak, right? Yeah. But uh last year wasn't and yes a lot of some stuff like was already available like okay flight simulator was wasn't like day one on xbox right but okay you got flight simulator um if you're interested in that you had you got halo infinite you got forza horizon 5 you got psychonauts 2 you know all directly into game pass and the just yeah. fantastic games to play yeah and just recently a plague tale requiem you know so yeah yeah, again, there's yep. those third-party partnerships that have been strong yep. too. But the indies, yep. right? The smaller oh, games, yeah. yes. even mm-hmm. some of them you might consider double A, right? Like, there's a lot of like the Game Pass experience yeah. of like every month I get something new that's either yes. it's been out on other platforms and it's just coming to Xbox or it's just yeah. launching and I'm getting it day one, and I want to try those things. Like, I don't just play. Yeah triple a's anymore and i did and that was how i re- mostly was prior to game pass right it was yeah. really that that's like i didn't feel like spending money on the smaller experiences i'd buy the larger experiences i'd put my time into it and i'd jump to the next one but now and the and the japanese game library is expanding as well so you know you got danganronpa you got danganronpa on game pass now you got the persona game now carl you know so lots of other it's japanese games now. are coming yes. to it yeah so yeah so yeah yeah should be uh yeah and uh we're gonna be talking about game pass in a little bit and yeah there's some good ones this coming you know here in december there's some good ones so uh, we're gonna be talking about those but uh before we get to that so uh let's move on to talk about the uh new game releases for the week of december 5th through the 11th and uh yeah so uh as of course every week we give our pick of the week of new game releases uh, you can uh, check out uh, the article uh, for all of you video viewers at releases.com uh, where all of the new game releases are. So you can go and check that out. So anyway, Carl, you are first this week. What is right. your pick of the week? My pick is Chained Echoes, which is coming to PS4, sorry, PS5, PC, Switch, Xbox One, Series, XS on December 8th. Uh, take up your sword, channel your magic, or board your, your mech. Chained Echoes is a 16-bit SNES-style RPG set in a fantasy world where dragons are as common as piloted mechanical suits. Follow a group of heroes as they explore a land filled to the brim with charming characters, fantastic landscapes, and vicious foes. Can you bring peace to a continent where a war has been waged for generations and betrayal lurks around every corner? Change Echoes is a story-driven game where a group of heroes travel around the vast continent of Volandis to bring an end to the war between its three kingdoms. And I'll stop it there. And this game is also launching directly into Game Pass. Nice. Nice. Yeah, good oh. stuff. <laughs> yeah, this one was cool. It's like I, when it really you know, alerted me to Sea of Stars. And then uh, later I came across this one. I'm like, oh, this is also kind of doing that same type of thing. The SNES style, almost Chrono Trigger sort of inspired, uh, you know, RPG. That's cool. Cool. I, I would like to jump in. I hope I have the time to do so. <laughs> All right. Let's cool. give it a chance. At least, at least just taste it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it, it, if you if you just stop this right now, just play Persona Five. Don't sleep. Don't eat. Don't take any breaks. You might be able to finish in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Burley, you're up next. What do you got for us this week? Uh, my pick of the week is Dragon Quest Treasures. Eric and his sister uh, me live on a Viking longship, dreaming of the day they can explore the world in search of grand treasure. One night, they encounter a pair of otherworldly creatures, Porcus and Persila, and are whisked away to a mysterious place known as Draconia, a legendary land full of treasures just waiting to be discovered. The adventure of Eric and me have always dreamed of is finally underway. So it's coming Friday, December 9th, only to the Switch. Uh, This is one like I really like the character of Eric from Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. Or eleven S because that's the version I played. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's like yeah. I, I, yeah, I yeah. wish this was not just locked to the Switch. I really wish it wasn't just locked to the Switch. But hey, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've it might not be forever. My... It might not be forever. Yeah. I mean, we could see this on Game Pass in a couple of years. Who knows? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love I, I, I love I on PlayStation on the deck. Sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PC, definitely yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, I pre-ordered this game today, actually. Yeah, so uh, I'll be going over to Yodabashi and picking it up next Saturday. So I'm looking forward to playing it. Really? I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that like this is something you're going to try to jump into right away. Hey, uh, I don't know about right away because I've got Callisto Protocol and everything else. Still, but uh, I will get <laughs> wow. to it, though. Well, then why pre-order? <laughs> Buy it whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> See, I already have this pre-loaded. I on have once. Because, Carl, I have Yodabashi points, and I use my points to get it. So. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, get I didn't that. have I to get pay that. any money. So, yeah, just use my Yodabashi nice. card points. Yeah, so. Yeah. All righty. Okay, uh, I'm up next. Uh, my game, uh, my pick of the week is Hello Neighbor 2. Hello Neighbor 2 is a stealth horror game where you're being stalked by a mysterious creature as you try to track down Mr. Peterson, the neighbor, who has disappeared after the events of the first game. Play against an advanced self-learning AI that tracks and adapts to your every move. Come to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the Series X and S on Tuesday, December 6th. So, yeah. yeah. Launching into Game Pass. And launching into Game Pass. That is correct. I will be playing it there, most likely. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, self-learning AI. Who doesn't like self-learning AI that stalks you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> did you guys play the first game? No, no, oh, okay. no. I, I've seen someone stream the first game, no. but I have not played it myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was fun. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing the second game. But yeah, yeah, Carl, I'll probably be playing this on Game Pass for sure. So good yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, neighbor two. So, all right. So those are our picks of the week for the week of December 5th through the 11th. Uh, so you can go to releases.com and check out the rest of the releases for this coming week. So, all right. And Burley, and next up, uh, what are our uh, PlayStation Plus games for December? Let's go through those. Hey. Alrighty, we actually have a good, they, they end the year off good, with a good month. You've got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, so you're getting Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. which is just awesome. So, mm-hmm. 
with the the little enhancements and pretty much all the DLC except for I know I think the first game that didn't include the DLC you got DKO Divine Knockout which is launching into the service um and for PS5 and PS4 but you also have BioMutant for yeah, PS5 I play and this PS4 one. Yeah. Yeah, Biomutant is one I've really wanted to try. Uh, I I know it it kind of just launched and disappeared. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. But like, it's I, nice. I mean, nice I, fact I heard, have I heard to interesting re- mixed things about, but yeah, some people seem to like it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. I'm I'm curious to see how how well it how well it is with patches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, what do you think overall of uh, the PlayStation Plus games for December for this month? I was surprised that Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition got dropped into it, but uh, and and Bio Mutant as well. I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, pretty strong lineup. I think. Yeah. Well, Ma- Mass Effect is the surprise and is the big the big one on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Divine. Yeah, I'll try that and see how it is, but I don't expect too much on that. They'll yeah. be playing that long. Biomutant doesn't surprise me necessarily because just that was a game that came and went. They're probably they're wanting it on the service to just try and drum up because I know that studio went through hell trying to get that game out. And yeah. then after that, they have I have not heard nothing about them yeah. ever again. So I think they're probably just yeah, get our game on here. Please get it on here. We want something drum up. Hmm. Why was the Legendary Edition in the graphic just have PS4? Did they not? I know there were yeah, like there's no PS5. There was like differences if you had a, a PS5 or Series X, but maybe it's just included in the. Maybe it's not like a separate version. I don't know. Well, well, if you have a PS5, there is the patch that you get. Uh, you get more. It runs better and stuff. All right. Yeah. I see. So, but there's just no PS5 version per se. Yeah. Let's see. All right. And Carl, uh, yeah, pretty strong lineup of uh, Game Pass games coming for December. What do we got? Yeah, indeed. You know, they, they seem to make that happen all the time. So let's see. Available today already. We have Eastward. Mm-hmm. We have The Walking Dead, the final season. Nice. And uh, for PC only, a game called Total Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know anything about, but it looks like one of those like fun, silly games. Yep. And then coming on December 6th, we have a big one, which is Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker oh, yes. Saga. Yes, I can't wait for this. I, I'm, I can't wait for this one. I'm downloading this one day one for sure. On game. Oh, it's a fun game. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great one to get on there. I was, I was surprised, you know, it's, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. And then we have <clears throat> uh, also December 6th, Hello Neighbor 2, right? Launching mm-hmm. into Game Pass. Uh, December 8th, Chained Echoes, my pick of the week there, launching mm-hmm. into Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know why Metal Hellsinger is there for Xbox One. I guess yeah, maybe they, didn't, yeah. they didn't have a, a previous gen version, and now it, they did. They did. I, I don't know. <laughs> And Burley and I, we did our, uh, our of course, Steam Deck uh, video. Extra take, uh, extra take. You can check it out. Yes, uh, for Metal Hellsinger. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we have on December 13th, High on Life. 
launching into Game Pass, which could be a could be a very good game from what uh, people who have played it early previews talked about. Yeah. Um, then we have Potion Craft on December thirteenth, console PC, uh, which is a game that was one of my picks of the week once one week uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm interested. I, I, I'm happy that I'm like, okay, it's a game that's I, I have on my uh, you know Steam wish list, and it's it's one of those fun little looking sim games that I do want to try. It's cool. Like that that's happened a few times where a game I've like I've been interested in that, and I waited, and eventually it just got picked up on Game Pass. Nice. nice. Oh, Expeditions Rome was another one. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But that was PC only. And then Rainbow Billy: The Curse of the Leviathan on December fifteenth. If you notice, I did skip one Hot Wheels Unleashed, which uh, is a significant game that that to mention. Yeah. It's Game of the Year edition as well. It comes with all the DLC. But nice. for some reason, uh, there there was a delay, so it's actually not coming yet. I don't, they don't know what, exactly what. Happened. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Yep. Skywalker Saga Saga for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna play that first. Yeah. Excited about that. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, quickly, I guess leaving on December 15th is a couple of significant ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Aliens Fireteam Elite, Dragon Quest Eleven is, is actually leaving. Wow. Okay. Um, Firewatch, Lake. Oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. That record of Lotus War, Deedlet and Wonderland, Labyrinth game, which I played, which I, I really enjoyed. That's leaving. Mm. Uh, those are the big ones. There's a couple others. So download them before they go. So if you haven't played them yet, so for sure. And, and oh, can I quickly briefly mention uh, there's an ID at Xbox Winter Game Demo event starting, okay. which uh, is tied to the Game Awards as well. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to start on December 6th and run through December 12th. And there'll be over 20 demos that you'll be able to play. Nice. Of unreleased games that are coming to Xbox and, you know, uh, the eyes are multi platform. They're not just Xbox. So. Yep. But this is where you'll be able to play them. And, uh, Two games that they've already announced I'm going to be there I'm interested in, which is Inculinati, which is a, like a strategy uh, sort of you know, a combat game, which is similar to art style to Pentiment. Mm-hmm. And then Thirsty Suitors, which is that sort of like weird turn-based sort of like romance skateboarding mashup thing. Um, so I'm interested. Yeah, it's cool. I, want, I, I think I'm going to try mm-hmm. to jump into like, get those play those games so i can talk about them those demos. cool all right all right so now it's time to briefly talk about the games we're going to be playing this upcoming week obviously callisto protocol for me as well as more of god of war ragnarok uh carl more more persona <laughs> more persona i'm not going to finish it so by yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. next week so hey maybe get into uh skywalker saga yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess no, no, I'm not. But I guess yeah. I would like to play it. It's not like I wouldn't. But Chain Echoes, yeah. actually, I, I should nope. try to make make it a point to at least play it one night. Just try it out. Carl, start a Plague Tale Requiem. You got to get on that one. Yeah, I, I know that's my next yeah. game queued up. And once I finish Persona Five, I'm going to be hard into Requiem. I'll play the whole thing. Cool, cool, cool. Burley, well, how about you, man? Play, yeah, he's got to play Stray. That's the real game of the year. <laughs> Stray. Stray. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait to see it win. Yeah, yeah, Burley. Yeah, Burley's all oh, in on game I, of the I year would for lo- Stray. Yeah, so. I would, I would love for that to happen. Uh, for me, I'll continue to be playing uh, Xenoblade. I, I'm clo- getting real close to the end, so I want to finish that up. 
then I'm going to be continuing on with Pokemon Violet because I'm close to the end on that, and continuing nice. got through God of War Ragnarok. Cool. All right. And just a brief programming note: of course, next week is the Game Awards. We're going to be focusing uh, next on next week's episode of the Game Award winners. We'll be giving our reactions to those. But before that. During the Game Awards, Burley is going to be, uh, of course, I, I'm going to be at work. I won't be able to uh, uh, do live reactions or anything, but Burley is going to be doing live reactions. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, uploading it to the, the Arena Productions YouTube here. So, yeah, so stay tuned for that. So, All right. So now it's time for uh, our Indie Recording Artist Spotlight to end the show. So this week's spotlight is on Ziv Moran. Multi-instrumentalist and composer Ziv Moran has perfected a style that is brilliantly refined and inescapably catchy. There seems to be no genre or category of music in which he cannot write, produce, and perform masterfully. Currently, he is focusing on film score collaborations and indie rock productions with Artlist. From his album titled Black Bells, and the song is called Up on the Rooftop. So your Christmas song of the week. So this has been the Arena, a multi-platform gaming news podcast, episode 114. I've been your host, Expat, along with my co-hosts, Burley of Burleyman Gaming and Turnbase Carl. We hope to catch you in the next one. So take care, everyone. Peace out.